Jason Bright and Mark Winterbottom have taken out the Better Electrical 500 at Sandown Park Raceway last weekend. You know, the team's been working really hard and we've had a, we've had a great car. We just uh, haven't been able to have the luck. So to, to, to take out one of the uh, big ones for the year, I think um, you know, it's pretty satisfying. I said for a while now, you know, I'll give up a bit of the bad luck that we've had to, uh, to have a win at least. For Bright, it was the culmination of two years' hard work with the Ford Performance Racing Team. You know, I, I thought that you know, it would be uh, a little bit quicker towards the end of last year and, um, you know, we came into this year with the wrong sort of bang at Adelaide and um, you know we, we got on the pace from then on you know and uh, there's been three rounds that I consider that you know slipped away from us this year which was um, you know Barbagallo, Winton and um, and Darwin. But explain how pit stop strategy saw himself and Mark Winterbottom take the chequered flag. You know I sort of I got suited up really early um, you know I said to Phil if uh, if a safety car comes, you know, it may actually be worth pitting and, um, and you know, we might be able to, to um, you know, take advantage of a shorter stop later on and fresh tyres and, um, and, you know, he sort of, he agreed with me and, and, um, and then the safety car came but we hadn't told anyone else so there was quite a bit of panic in the garage when it happened, um, you know, and, and there was a lot of people saying no, no, no but, you know, I think that's what ended up paying off for us, you know, we, when we did get back out there and we had fresh tyres, that was the only way that we were, you know, that was the only advantage we had on Rick and, um, you know, we could sort of get close enough to him towards the last corner and uh, have a bit of lunch. I managed to get a little bit of a run on Rick out of the, out of the corner on the back straight and, um, and we were side by side going up the hill and I knew I was on the racing line but I knew it was going to get dirty pretty quickly as soon as we went, you know, over the top of the hill and um, I just couldn't make it stick and I could see Rick was sort of getting back up there and if, if I had tried to sort of get it back on the curve there would have been carnage so um, you know, I sort of tucked back in and, and uh, you know, I, didn't, I was a bit worried that that was going to be our one shot at, at, uh, at getting him um, you know, because you know, we weren't going to get him down the straight if, you know. Like I said it was the only place we were going to get him anywhere else it was, um, it was going to be even, even riskier and um, you know, I could, there was plenty of times where I'd, I'd thought about it um, you know, we could make up a quite, quite a bit of ground into Dan Nong Road corner and, um, and be close enough going into that second last corner and I'd measured him up quite a few laps previous, and uh, and you know that that lap we were just that little bit closer once again, and um, and I just yeah sort of held my breath and and, and put it in there, and um, luckily we sort of got in far enough, and uh, and we were able to make it stick. In Winterbottom's case, his first ever win in a V8 supercar. I'd like to win any race, but <laughs> this one's um, you know it's awesome to do it as a team because. Uh, uh, we haven't had a win for quite a long time and, and um, to do it with Brody's been, you know, really good. Witterbottom, who 12 months ago at the Sandown 500 was racing for his career, has turned things around spectacularly this season with a podium finish in New Zealand and now a win in the Better Electrical 500. I had two, uh, two years there that were, um, were pretty dry and, and last year I was actually fighting for survival here to, to turn up at Indy. I was, think I was 28th in the points and if we didn't finish inside the top, uh, top 30 then we wouldn't have went to Indy because it was only a 30 car grid um, and the, the, the licences and everything from, uh, from Larco's point of view was, was quite important and uh, we had to run our number on, on Bargs' and my car um, and it was purely just to finish and, and uh, I think we finished 14th or something but um, you know, we could have a red hot go this year because uh, we, we are fighting for a championship but at the same time we wanted to win the race so um, you know, the two years have been quite different. Um, you know, it's been a big turnaround and two podiums this year, it's been an awesome year. 
Brighton Winterbottoms finished just 0.156 seconds ahead of the Walkinshaw Performance Prepared Toll HSV dealer team car driven by Rick and Todd Kelly. For Rick Kelly, the battle between himself and Jason Bright towards the end of the race was an exciting one. Championship points was the concern for Rick Kelly in the dying stages of the race. It was a little disappointing. Um, the car wasn't um, as good as we would have liked, but very good, you know, um, nevertheless. So I just wound the bias a little bit to the front to look after the rear tyres, and I just caught one, two corners. I caught it left front before um, Brighty jumped past me. So it was, a, you know, it was a great move by um, Jason, a little bit aggressive, so I didn't want to you know, um, crunch him too much, and um, I couldn't quite do uh, the same thing to him at the end, so he was a little bit too clever for us. That was good fun. Craig Lowndes, the championship leader in the V8 Supercar Series, and Jamie Wincup teamed together in the Roland Dane prepared Triple Eight Racing Falcon. Wincup, who got caught by an early safety car, found the car one lap down in the early running of the race. Hard driving by Craig Lowndes and later safety cars allowing the team to get their lap back saw the Triple Eight car charge back through the field, eventually taking a surprise third position. Uh, we, um, Jamie actually made a comment that uh, you know all teams do it. We all practice uh, pretty uh, rigorously and uh, you know uh, methodically about uh, you know what we do and how we do things. And uh, we've uh, changed pads I think a thousand times over the weekend. And uh, that one time where it needed to be counted, uh, it didn't work. So. Um, the pad got uh, caught coming out, and uh, then, then there was a bit of a drama because I saw, a, yeah, I think, a hammer and chisel going around the car. So um, I was sitting in the car waiting to go. The fuel was already in, and uh, you know the pad hadn't come out, so they couldn't get the new ones in. And you know, we hadn't completed our pad stop, so we had to uh, do that first. And uh, by that stage, we went down a lap, and uh, you know, boys just uh, told me to push hard from the whole whole stint. Our plan uh, is what we sort of staged, which is uh, Jamie to start me to do a double stint, but uh, the plan not for the uh, the pad to get stuck. Uh, we got caught a little bit with the first safety car because um, Jamie hadn't done his full allocation of laps. We, we, we were sort of more, more focused on that instead of maybe we could have been a bit more flexible, but you know, that, that's something we'll live and learn and uh, we'll take into Bathurst in the future. But uh, you know, really, the boys did a fantastic job in the second uh, part of the stops to, uh, to leapfrog us and get our, get our lap back, and then we just had to uh, sort of knuckle down and uh, in the end, uh, these guys are too far up the road. I think it was about a 10 second lead and uh, you know, we were struggling to get through some back markers and in the end I, I, start, I actually had a bit of a lock up going in the van on corner and uh, half sort of turned myself off the track and um, decided to, uh, you know, to sort of settle down and at least finish the race and uh, you know, be, be thankful it's third. I was a bit um, frustrated there at a little stage uh, in the middle of the, getting caught uh, some back markers. Uh, you know, I, had a, <laughs> I think I had a lunge down into uh, turn one with the Morris car, I don't know who was in the car, but uh, you know, basically trying to um, you know, get through traffic as quick as we could because you know, we, we had a lot of, lot of time to make up. We were very fortunate with uh, our last stop where we had a safety car come out and we managed to uh, sneak around a lap, get our lap back and uh, do our stop and then get back onto the lead lap, but that put us to the back of the grid, um, basically the back of the line, and then we just had to, uh, you know, I think we had about 35 laps or so to the end to, uh, to push hard and see what we could do. Stephen Johnson and Will Davison continued Dick Johnson Racing's improvements. With Adrian Burgess's move to the team, it has continued their run up the ladder. We thought we'd be strong coming into this weekend, and, and we were, but we weren't quite strong enough to match it with Lounsey. I mean, his car was very, very fast, even though he finished third. It was a bit, bit of bad luck, but they uh, had a long stop and lost a lap early on. But certainly had similar pace to Bridie and that, so... Uh, it's just one of those things, I guess. We've got to work on, um, we've got to work on our car for next year, and uh, you know, I think the team's rolling along just nicely, and, and I think we're slowly ironing all the bugs out. 
Brad Jones and John Bow finished in fifth position, just pipped at the line by the Dick Johnson Racing pair. Dean Cano and Lee Holsworth in sixth position were the final cars on the leader's lap. First of the Enduros is well out the way. The controversial driver swap failed miserably for Mark Scaife and Garth Tander. Whilst although they started on the pole, Scaife had mechanical problems which took Tander out of the points and will now see him struggle in the championship. Meanwhile, for Todd and Rick Kelly, their swap worked out quite well with Todd witnessing his brother finishing in second place. He said it was a big relief for him after the problems he had created on Saturday in qualifying. Yeah, I'm just glad I didn't break Rick's car. I've um, <laughs> broken pretty much every other car I've driven this year and <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm glad that that run of luck didn't carry into this weekend and affect Rick's championship. So I think we've ironed all those little bugs out now and if I get back in my car, hopefully I'll be wrong. Really focused this morning um, to do a good job for Rick. There's a, it sounds funny, but there's a little bit of probably more pressure this weekend driving with Rick than there has been with Mark because it's Rick's championship. And uh, after qualifying and getting my times taken off yesterday, ending up 12th, I was pretty disappointed last night. So I went away and, and uh, had a good think about it last night and I come here today and made sure I did a good job. The V8 Supercar Series moves to the Super Cheap Auto 1000 at Mount Panorama Bathurst. And Craig Lowndes, continuing to lead the championship, looks like he's going to be hard to topple off that top step of the podium come season end. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.